0: Huge space! Look how fast he's going. Polar opposite to the conditions he won in Lord's Rain so close. Getting the last step down. The crowd is roaring. He is going to do it. He's going to smash the time. Of oh, Downhill racer and our expert here today, Andrew Needling Hello and welcome back. How's it? Well, it's your host, Andrew Niedling. This is Moving the Needle podcast. And if you're new to the show, well, welcome. Thanks for downloading this episode. This is a new series I launched for 2021, the Crank Brothers Race Review, where me, your host, I team up with Crank Brothers to create a new series where we break down each and every World Cup DH race. Along with me, I'll invite different guests on to try to break down and see what really goes on in the world of downhill racing. Now, Crank Brothers, they are synonymous with the DH racing circuit. This year, they celebrated 11 years in a row of elite World Champs titles, when they won on that mallet DH pedal. And they didn't stop there, they were determined to improve the shoe and pedal interface for riders and I feel they really did just that. They spent the last two years developing their own range of shoes, launching late last year. Well, this year we saw those shoes on the World Cup DH circuit. Riders like Lucas Schur, who was on the podium at this event that we are going to talk about. Bernard Kerr, Angle Suarez, also on the podium of the last round and former world champs, Camille Blanchet and Osuna callahan they use those shoes. Guys, I've really enjoyed getting on the Crank Brothers shoes. There is just a seamless, seamless interface with that pedal. I can't tell you enough good things. And I used the Mallet DH pedal for 13 of my 14 years because the first year it wasn't out yet. But the minute I got on that Mallet DH pedal, I loved it. And it is so good in the mud. Often some clip pedals kind of struggle in the mud to get clipped in and out. There's no issue with that. So guys, thanks so much for them for supporting this podcast as well as my racing career and many others. It's so cool that they are so passionate about racing. Guys, let's get on to this week's episode where we are going to break down the last race of the season. Yes, you're right. I can't believe it. This season is finished. There were two rounds in Snowshoe, West Virginia. I've tracked down Eddie Masters. So without further ado, let's jump into this race review. All right, sports fans, downhill fans. I've managed to find Eddie Masters. He wasn't actually at the race, but he's been a regular on the show. Eddie Masters the season has been pretty hectic. I don't think I've seen as many crashes. And speaking of that, you've had to go in for another operation for the crash. You had in Maribor. So I've managed to get you in between uh, nurse visits. So sorry about that. How are we doing, Ed?
1: <laughs> uh, we're good. We're good. Um, yeah, I'm currently holed up in Wigan Hospital. I never thought that I'd make it to Wigan of all places. But here I am. And... Um, yeah, obviously, 2021 for me hasn't gone as smoothly as I would have liked. But we are on the mend and we're in good hands. So, yeah, but it's been a pretty uh, tumultuous season for a lot of riders. Um, a lot of a lot of people hitting the deck.
0: This last race or two, I've never seen so many mistakes and crashes in a race run either, as well as throughout the season, as well as you. Uh, you know, your team boss, He he's coming back from injury. And it seems like most of the riders, and often by the end of the season, you are having a few niggles, but there's been a lot of big crashes. My word, it's not just Brooke hitting the deck consistently <laughs> at the end of the season, but obviously we'll get into <laughs> Deprella. I mean, it's so unfortunate. But how many guys like in those race runs were, I mean, they're obviously pushing its last race run of the season. And I, I think when you have a lot of, uh, sections which are just piled with rocks, some of them loose. It's it's probably a recipe for disaster anyway. Mm.
1: And when you couple that with like the level, just every year is just stepping up a notch and a notch and the effort going in behind the scenes of testing and the bike setup and everything. Everyone is just so dialed that the speeds that you can ride at are so high but the risk involved in riding at those speeds is also so high. So when something small goes wrong, it can be pretty pretty catastrophic, Um, which is why I think you see injuries and stuff um, popping up more and more. And it's just down to (laughs) the the level now is just insane. And to, to race at the top or to try and break into that like top echelon you know if you want to go from you know if you use Bernie for an example I think on the live broadcast there Elliot mentioned that he had had four sixteenths in a row well four sixteenths on paper is a good you know it's a pretty solid season Um, but as a rider it gets really frustrating and you start to push above your comfortable limit because you want to you know if you're sixteenth you want to be in the top ten and then you know, it can either work out really well or it can go.
0: Yeah, I think you've summed it up pretty well. I mean, the the level of professional, the depth of field, and then uh, which you alluded to, the bikes. I mean, the bikes are getting better and better. They're more stable at speed. The wheel sizes have increased. Suspension's better. The guys are testing more. All those sort of things thrown into one basket, is is the speed is higher. It is. I mean, that course on a 26-inch wheeled bike back in the day, I've ridden there, and it was you know it's not a steep hill, but the bikes you're able to carry speed even when it's pretty flat over all those rocks. So like you said, when it does go wrong, it's going wrong bigger than it than it used to. I think that's an incredibly good point. Same thing as Maribor. I've never seen so many crashes, and unfortunately, like they're hitting the ground maybe at higher speeds. So it's. Bones are actually getting fractured. Bones are getting broken, unfortunately. So it's almost a little bit like motocross when you come off on a motocross bike. It's a really good chance you you can get hurt because you go in so fast. So definitely made for some incredibly exciting racing, and, and we don't want to don't want to see the crashes, but um, they were there. They were definitely definitely there.
1: Yeah, and the excitement was there. I was watching it from hospital as well, and it was, uh, you know, it was. If it was a fairy tale ending to the season. No, not if really they paid you a million bucks. That. I don't think
0: you would have written that full <laughs> script out. I mean,
1: from from every from every angle, you couldn't. I never saw, you know, how it panned yeah, out. Yeah, no, it was incredible. Panning out, it was awesome. But awesome, awesome for a couple of individuals. But there were some seriously main characters who probably.
0: But you would have had to put that in the script, though, you know, defending a lead, um, knowing that you just need, say, for Miriam a top four um, for Tebow, He's got a bit of a points lead. Now you're trying to hint that he should ride maybe a bit defensively, which it didn't really seem like he was doing that. That's for sure. They say uh, they say often. No, I, think, I don't think he can defense. yet. You know, it's like an NFL term, and I would certainly agree with that. Um, he only knows how to ride one way and more power to him. I do think experience shone through in the male side for the title, but in the female side, it was a pretty, I mean, I'm 50, 50. It's a really big racing incident that, you know, she, she is pushing. It is slippery on those flat turns. Hindsight says you should have calmed it down, but, Man, that's racing, isn't it?
1: She was 10 centimetres into the rough. (laughs) Like She just, you know, to to use a golf term for your needles. Yeah, she was just, she tucked her front wheel ever so slightly into the gravel. Because the ride line from after that sprint would have just been hard pack. But it would only be a tyre width or two tyre widths wide but the gravel that gets pushed aside to clean the ride line and she just slipped, put it in that and <laughs> all her World Cup overall went up in flames. It was pretty no, it devastating, was so devastating to
0: see. And, and for Miriam Nicole, rode an incredible season to be fair and, and she has the World Champs stripes. Um, she is a veteran of the sport. So, I think she was doing a very good job of getting down the hill under all that pressure, you know, knowing she just needs to get down clean, and she'd done all the hard work. And, and like you say, there is such a fine line there when it's a flat turn, it's dry, and all the stuff, the gravel and shit is pushed off the, the main line. And she obviously pedaled really hard, and then, you know, you're almost going a little bit quicker than you've probably ever gone, and there's adrenaline as well. In there, that probably helped you pedal. And, and next thing, man, she was down. I couldn't believe my eyes. I honestly couldn't. It made me feel like I was sick to my stomach like when Penny, <laughs> you know lost it at World Champs. You just, I didn't see that coming at all. I was just so impressed that she would got through all. I mean, it's an horrendously tricky track. You can't actually ride it that defensively because you'll probably get bounced more offline.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely on that track, Trying to carry speed across flat rock gardens, um, and those rocks are all like square edges, so you really want to try and you know speed as your friend in those kind of on those kind of courses. But I think yeah, and like as a rider, I'm sure you've been there as well. As you get through all the hard stuff, and you've you you almost sign off your race run before you've made it through the finish line because you're like, oh, I've made it, and maybe. You know, maybe that crossed her mind. She was like, sweet, I've gotten through all the rocks. I've gotten through the last tricky right-hander out onto the sprint. Let's go. You know, we're there. And sometimes that can be your undoing because you're almost like, taking the foot you you've keep your foot on the gas but you've not left your mind in the game kind of thing well
0: it's not something she might have decided to do it's just the body the mind after a whole season knowing what she needed to do and all the pressure to get through those tough tough sections you know and you're totally right you literally can subconsciously your, your body your mind knows you've done all the hard work you've done all the hard work but then you let your guard down or potentially like we said subconsciously you let your guard down and that happens, but I mean the irony of the season, the irony of of Valley qualifying so fast, all the expectations and pressure on Valley's shoulders that she's put on herself, that the industry's almost subconsciously also just put on her, has the most horrendous start to a season, to the point. And when I say horrendous, she didn't get her finals done, but I mean she was qualifying fastest, riding well. And then the, the pressure was so much. I honestly think she just cruised down in Maribor, just wanted to get down without a crash. So she gets six. And then that's almost like what she needed. The momentum started going in her favor. And you could see she was, she's voiced. She's trying to enjoy riding again and do what she did as a junior. And the irony of her to now walk away at the end of the season, two World Cup wins. And an overall. I mean, if you told her after and a a world cup overall, you haven't had a race run yet, but you're going to win this overall. I mean, no one would believe that.
1: Yeah, no, it was crazy. I mean, she did. She doesn't. She didn't even believe it. You could see there was genuine shock on her face. Um, and you know, if you you could tell she hadn't even done the points, and that's she hadn't. She didn't even know the points in her head because. She didn't, was, didn't even count herself in the running. It was like, Miriam yeah. was the runaway horse. It was it was run and done, but it wasn't. And <laughs> look what happened. It was.
0: But a, a a bit of the damage was done in race one. I know we're going to focus a lot on race two, and race one just almost almost was like the qualifier to race two when they didn't put give you points for the race two, which is I don't know. I'm but I'm a bit. Uh, it's in. You for the no points to put more pressure on the final run of the season.
1: I'm for the no points, and
0: yeah,
1: and look how it, it has 2019 and now 2021, both at um, in West Virginia, that that rule has. Played a pivotal role in deciding the season, which has made it pretty exciting for fans.
0: In race one, I mean, she was she had a different speed at it, so aggressive, um, crashing in the rocks. But when she crashed, did you see her glove? I thought her finger was hanging off the bar. I don't think I'm not sure if you saw race one. You might have been under the knife, but <laughs> I, I was really <laughs> scared for. Her.
1: I, I didn't get to watch race one. But I have I have I have seen her run. Um I saw her crash and stuff. But she's yeah, she's riding at a you know, she's she's riding at a crazy level and like mm, the women the whole women's field at Lenzahide was pretty impressive. Um and just their track speed visibly on the broadcast is is really good to watch. Like yeah. It's no longer you know, only a few people throwing down. It's There's like a oh,
0: whole... 100%. Yeah, so a bit of damage done for Miriam in race one, and maybe we'll mix everything, because the Prela, it's the same sort of story. A crash, you know, there in the first race, Uh, you know, it looked like pressure definitely getting to him. Miriam, I just, I was impressed that she was pushing. Also, a little bit of pressure, and you're going to ride maybe a little bit tighter. Yeah. And when you are riding a bit tighter in rocks and where... You really need to be a little bit more with the flow of the track or let it dictate where you're going to go. You can't fight it if you get knocked off line. And that's...
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, you need to be uh, ready for everything on a rocky court. It's pretty much a rock garden f- from a third of the way down till, get, till you get to that sprint, which is like the last maybe 10%.
0: Yeah, I would say race two had a horrendous amount of rocks. <laughs> there was not a lot of time to breathe.
1: Yeah, and you'd need to be... <laughs> You know, you need to be strong, but also ready to move, <laughs> because some things are outside outside of your control, and you've you've got to be ready to ready for anything when you're riding that kind of tricky terrain. But I felt gutted for DePrella Yeah, because it definitely. It all um, started with that to me, front the, wheel. To me,
0: the tire blew off. I mean, I, I know it was a mistake and a bit of a drift you know, in like, the pace he was going. I almost felt like the tire blew off first. I mean, I was going to probably crash anyway, but it was like made worse by that.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like obviously the the crash was, you know, a lot bigger than it would have been <laughs> had the whole front wheel stayed together. But um yeah, it was just I I think yeah, burped the tire. You yeah, know, he had a kush core in there. Um so he was even just seeing that he had a crush core in the front, he mm. was like, you know, they were they were already on play it safe um but yeah i think it's kind of just derailed the train a little bit a crash like that because it gets into you like maybe maybe he wasn't even crashing and the tire did blow off and then all of a sudden you're like shit this this can take it's something so small like this can just take me down and it's essentially like what happened the rest of the weekend. So. Feel feel for him because, you know, it could have been. It could have. the ho- The whole story could have panned out so much. Yeah, I mean, you know, so differently if had that not happened. You know, you only you only speculating, but yeah,
0: no, that's poor, what we do. <laughs> we 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 here to speculate. We here to throw some opinions in the mix, and hopefully yeah, the listeners yeah, for sure. resonate with some or against. Others and and they must let us know. But I do see that I wouldn't just blame it on inexperience. Like you can tell him to tone it down, but you know, like we've said a few times in the podcast, like attacking is the best way to, for him to ride. And that crash kind of came out of nowhere. And the same as his crash when he's now fractured his foot, that he, you know, it was little looked a little bit greasy and and just like a quick slip of the front wheel, like. Can happen to anyone. Happened to Brooke as well, and next thing he's down and he's out with an injury.
1: Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, re- well, so like when he took the yellow plate in Leger, I was like, you know, he la- laid down that sick run in the, you know, in the changing conditions. Um, you know, took took hold of the opportunity that the race gave him, and then. But then he ran with it, and he, and then I think one of like the pivotal race would have been Maribor. I think he was second, um, but you know he delivered the goods uh, consistently through the season when he needed to. Not, and he's got quite a sketchy style, but there were certain runs where you know he was doing what he needed to do. And uh, so I think he definitely deserved to win the overall with the, with all the runs he put down. It wasn't like he was, by the end of the season, it wasn't like he was riding out above his limit to, to try and hold the yellow plate. So, yeah, I've, I was gutted for him. It was, uh, yeah, but his time will come. He's like, look at, look at the kind of dude rider that he is. He's so young, he's...
0: Yeah, I 100% agree, Eddie. I think he showed a lot of maturity throughout the season, and I, and I don't think it was really too much lack of experience. It was an, an interesting turn of events, like you say, the crash that knocked on, and and you wish that he would maybe tone it down a bit with some of his uh, points. But, you know, there's a, a lot of points if you win a race and you get seventh. Like, you make up a hell of a lot of points. So someone on the offense... Uh, like Loic or Aloris comes out swinging. You know, you you don't want to say, "Oh, I should have ridden a bit faster." You know, he gave it his all, and I do agree with you. I think he earned that 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 plate. He he, you know, when he was given different conditions, he put down a great run, and then after that, he showed some serious experience and speed to keep building on that, and and to almost as a youngster, even though he probably might have had the speed to do well at a Worlds. He kind of mentioned he wasn't there for a Worlds result. He had the sights on the overall. So yeah, a, a, amazing season for him. He is young. It's incredible to see another guy in the mix and and forcing Loic to up his game. So, but before we jump around, maybe the the woman, I think, uh, I mean, <laughs> Marine coming back from injury, so she wasn't there for a lot of the, the season, but bouncing back with a, with a second, that's really nice for her. I mean, the reigning World Cup champion ends on a high note. That'll be great for her. But then Cammy as well. I mean, we all know you have got to know Cammy quite well, and you're not surprised by a lot of this. But to back up what she did last year, I mean, that was an a, another great ride, but as well as in the overall. She's got third overall World Cup series ahead of some big names, you know, you've got to stay fit. You've got to stay healthy in a season. And she's done that. She's come away with third overall in this, in the season. I think that's just great for her and her confidence moving forward.
1: Yeah. And she's been there every week, you know, week in, week out, um, on every track in every condition. So um, yeah. Yeah. She's got the monster deal. She's got the everything now.
0: Yeah, I mean, her points are first, third, third, fifth, second, third. You know, if you take her quali points and her race points, that's what she comes away with. That is really, really consistent, but as well as just amazing, you know.
1: Yeah. now, um, now she should be really proud of the season she had because there was a lot of naysayers, you know, one-hit wonder and stuff, and uh, she came out swinging – won the first race, and then was consistently in the mix.
0: Yeah, she and shut the, everyone yeah. up real hard. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say I was one of them, but I'm like, you unfortunately have to see more uh, results on different tracks. And she just yeah. shut everyone up, as well as she's yeah, continuing so, to learn. So this is really going to be pretty good for her moving forward.
1: Yeah, and that, that whole Dorval team seems to have a really good thing going like it's obviously working being you know taking the ball and run with it um so yeah no it's pretty cool to see and yes like i said she should be pretty proud of the season that she put down because it was pretty no
0: absolutely yeah and Tane not the season she wanted she she came away with a win there but at the same time niggling injuries i think she'll be one of the riders that just wants to get into the off season you know if there's a few that really need to get into the off season maybe Marine would love it to carry on because she's finding form but I think Tana just wants to push reset and get into the off season and get healthy and potentially be very strong next year yeah
1: I'd, I'd say that's true I didn't actually realize her you know neck nerve injuries were plaguing her so much so um, no, nah, she's done real well you know, to get through the season. And she obviously came out with a win. She's been on the podium a bunch. But, yeah, like you said, I'm sure she's real keen to just hang up the boots for a few weeks and uh, hit reset and maybe just keep working on rehabbing some existing injuries. Um, so she's probably most stoked to have gotten out of the season without picking up any new yeah. ones. That's probably that's probably the biggest you know, thing that she's – most proud of
0: yeah no definitely and i think you mentioned how awesome the racing has been how fast it looks on track this course looks good on tv unfortunately the three minute tracks with a bit of speed even if it is in the woods built safely looks really good on on tv even my better half is forced to watch downer with me now and she didn't know a lot of it before but she was really impressed with the speed and what the racing looked like on on TV, so that is something to note for for Red Bull TV and and all that. Uh, Millie said had a rerun in both races, if I'm not mistaken, which is an horrendous yeah, thing on a physical think, yeah. track like that. And I I, I want to give props to. Her. I think she handled it very well. Uh, she's had a really good season, some some results in the mix there as well. Yeah, I, was,
1: I had her. Yeah, I had her as a um, notable mention. Um yeah, she's been riding she rides the technical stuff like really well. Um I've noticed, you know, like all those key sections and she's always right up there. Um yeah, she's had, and she got on the podium for the first time this year. So um no, she's had a really good good year, I think, and like definitely a pretty a solid year to springboard off heading into next year.
0: Uh Eleanor Um, Harshnick has got hurt, it seems, but Nina Hoffman coming back. So all these ladies going into the off-season that needed a little bit of injury, uh, well, a time to heal some of these injuries, it'll it'll be really exciting come next year if all the ladies are healthy, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. I was gutted because Jess Blewett, who's a young Kiwi girl, she's first year out of juniors, um, she's been consistently riding into the top 10. Um, but she took a big crash in the last in race too. And I think she's done some pretty, um, some pretty gnarly injuries. So that sucks to hear. It sucks for her because, um, she was just riding a wave of confidence. So hopefully she can get back to that for next year.
0: Do we do want to send our healing vibes? Have, yeah. have you got word that sending, she's, sending she's the good stable, recoveries? but she's going to be needing to heal for a while? Is that what you're hearing? Cause it did look really, it looked, it looked horrible and, we never want to see that with a with a fellow rider.
1: Yeah, I haven't actually got the official word yet, but um, obviously, obviously, some pretty um, some pretty big injuries, but not not taking you out kind of injuries. So, I think she'll make a full well, we're recovery. We're sending
0: our healing vibes. I'm sure the listeners as well. Um, she they breed them tough in the world of Daniel, so um, I'm sure she'll be back. <laughs> I'm speaking to a fellow rider sitting in hospital with his second uh, surgery. Um, my words. So uh, any other notice- notables that, that I mean we've gone through quite a lot of them. I think anyone that's got near a podium in the top 10, there's been a lot of standout rides.
1: I mean, it's cool to see a pretty um, deep field in the junior women. Mm. You know, that Isabella Yankova, the Bulgarian, she pretty much won every race this year, but then there's some Canadian girls who are like, you know, there's actually like a race happening now, um, which, is, which is pretty cool, um, which only bodes well. for the-
0: Absolutely. There's a, a stronger junior field than we've ever seen. Isabella was pretty dominant, but um, if we look at second place in, in race two, it's 4.14 from a 4.10, so she's four seconds back. You know, and she starts improving and gives Illabil a bit more run for her money. That's great. As well as in the men, that that was exciting. Jackson Goldstone, it's awesome. I hope he carries on racing. But Jordan Williams with two wins there, so he's notched up two World Cup wins. Osun O'Callaghan, maybe not the season he was hoping for back, back on the podium. I mean, the 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 future is absolutely bright, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's epic to see. And the cool thing about that is um I think Ocean out of the top five is the only guy leaving the junior class. Yeah, they're all
0: so young. Hey, first year, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like we've got a Kiwi kid, Lockie, Stevens McNabb in there. He's was he was fourth overall. Um he had a few podiums. Um so that's cool. And yeah, but it's just like I think the 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 bad thing about the COVID situation for the class of twenty twenty was that they almost missed out on a year of i missed out on a year of racing so it's cool that you've got like these guys like Jackson Jordan Lockie um they get two years racing each other at a pretty high well like look at the level now they're already doing the winners are doing top 20 overall times um so that you know that means they've got a pretty high level of competition heading into elite. Yeah, that's elite. good
0: to see because sometimes uh, the times are not as quick as when a Troy was a junior or a Loic or someone like that who was sometimes able to get top fives. <laughs> yeah, then,
1: yeah, the freaks.
0: So the freaks. No, they're, they're the freaks. And, and speaking of that, Super Bruni is an absolute freak. That last race, last run, last qualifier, meaning first qualifier, but last down the hill. I mean, didn't even need the pressure on his shoulders, but it seems like he he's realized like he, he can that. really get in the... He wanted it. He mentioned it, but <laughs> it makes sense because he he knows that it forces him to get in his flow state, his zone, mm. when there's the, more pressure on him. Almost like the great Greg Minard. He He's happy. Give me the pressure. Yeah, I train all year for this. I want to be in this situation to win a title, so I'm not going to shy away from it.
1: Yeah, no, nah, it was great. And there was a quick like, camera shot before of him leaving the gate and he just had this, you know, I mean, business look on his face and um, yeah, <laughs> he delivered. It was, it was insane. His run was almost perfect. Um, you know, to the undrained eye it would have been, it was textbook. And I just like, I just admire, he's just got such perfect technique. It's you know it's it's what you would envision how you'd want to ride a downhill bike and obviously there's only certain f- select few who can act- do it like that but um, yeah no that was insane I was it was edge of the seat no, kind of stuff it was so it was so no, it's such was such good good riding racing like you don't have to hang it out and get loose nowadays for it to look you know um, impressive. It was just a solid, solid display of how to ride a teandall bike, really. So hats off, Mr. Bruni.
0: It, yeah, it was incredible. I mean, he's fastest at all the splits, but he, it, he was so – he wasn't rushed. At any point, that run didn't look rushed. And, and what I mean by that is the braking points were exactly where you needed them to be. He was happy to break potentially earlier than others and and cleaner than others with his braking but then that just shows he carries so much speed into the key sections and yeah it was absolutely clinical i mean it was edge of the seat stuff it was like what are we witnessing here the guy wants to be last down the hill i mean what what nerves of steel where you know uh, what no. is in the water that he drinks and people used to say that about nicolas voye and another frenchman is like give me the baton just give it to me you know, gimme the Michael Jordan. Just give me the ball. We've got one second to go on the clock. I'm shooting this three point. Yeah, yeah. Just well, give it to me. I want
1: that it. One, well, I wouldn't even say that they're the one percent because yeah. Um but it's just so so cool. From a fan's point of view to see a performance like that in such a pivotal point in like a season. Well not pivotal, it's the end of the season, you know. Um yeah, to see it all unfold before you—it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I'm gutted for Loris. I do believe he could have taken the title in in a maybe if Bruni wasn't around or different scenario. Maybe if DePella was there, it would have felt a bit different. But he—I mean, it's normal. I think he's in this situation <clears> for the first time. I, the body—the body sometimes reacts differently. Muscles. Without you wanting them to be a little bit tighter. And when you ride tight on a track like that, yeah, did he no room his for pedal out of the stack? At the start. And then there was two yeah, other so issues I think, that just, you know, just, it was a bit of a messy run.
1: Yeah, it was, you know, like you couldn't have a more polarizing performance to Lowick's, which is like unfortunate for Loris to be that guy. But Loris had all the pressure on him. Not out of choice. Loic wanted the pressure, out of choice. And one went, you know, really well. And one went, it didn't didn't quite pan out as planned. Um, <laughs> it really sucks, but you know, it wrote, made for quite a quite a great good story in the end.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, there's only going to be one winner. And and the rest is gonna look like failure, but that season was so far from a failure of a season, it's incredible. His his gut and determination, guts and determination to come back from bad luck, and just knowing he had the speed. And you know what? He put some pressure on himself this season. How many times did he timed fastest, qualified fastest, and back it up? Twice twice, I think, as far as Maribor and Lenzaider. After doing so well at Leger and qualifying and things like that. So definitely the man of the season, I do believe. But Loic, that that focus he said he was struggling with in 2020, took him a while to get it. And, and you can see it's now, like you said, you could see it in his eyes. So incredible by those two, yeah. And Troy as well, bouncing back from what seemed like a bit of a subpar middle of the season after winning the first one. But, uh, yeah, I
1: thought this was, when Troy won the first round and he was, you know, six seconds up or something in qualifying, I was like, I kind of was like, oh, this is Troy's year. Because he still hasn't managed to win a, uh, an overall yet. Good morning. Um, um, but, sorry, someone just came in. Nice.
0: How pretty uh, How pretty is the nurse?
1: Uh, <laughs> I won't pass comment.
0: Top 10? Top five, top three?
1: Um. Yeah, let's say top ten.
0: 25th.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I thought this was going to be Troy's year, but um, no, it didn't seem, it took a bit of a slump in, in the middle, but um, he bounced back big time. Managed to take second in the last race, and I think, where was he in the overall? a uh, fourth. Yeah. And so he's just Mr. Consistent, though. He's always there.
0: But he's added the speed, though. I mean, you're right. He is always there, which is, like, ridiculous. And every time in the preseason, you know, can Troy just find that extra gear? And he he clearly has it and wants it. You know, we're winning the first race and damn right winning the second race without Super Bruni spoiling it because it was, I mean, it was basically a dead heat there. So that was awesome for him to finish with the speed, you know. And I think... Being away from home so long, no reset. Tracy spoke about it, you know, living out of a bag for six months. now he's not even sure when he's going home. That does weigh Yeah, sure him a I, little don't bit. Even
1: think they, I don't even think he can get home at the moment. And um, yeah. I'd, so whether he knew that before they going into the race because that was quite recent news. Yeah, was like even something little like that can really like derail. Your train of thought at a big event.
0: Absolutely. No, downhill racing and, and sport at the highest level in life, it's holistic. You know, everything needs to be in a pretty good good place for you to perform. And I do think sometimes burnout happens in the middle of a season, and that is technically where his issues started. You know, there was bad luck as well as maybe it not going his way. I mean, traveling and being on the road, as you know, is very easy when you're racing well. That's like the easiest thing in the world. It's just all fun. Let's get going. But when you start having bad luck and, and maybe a lack of form, you kind of just want to reset. You need to get you know, re-energized. So awesome for him. Yeah, mental power to get through knowing you might not be going home for a while. So that was incredible ride for, by Troy. Um, there's some big notable rides. But before we miss a huge ride of the week is Reese Wilson fifth overall in the series but taking the first world race and his first world cup win in pretty uh, commanding fashion there that was a bloody nice oh, ride awesome.
1: from him he's, in race one has, when he's when he's doing those
0: runs it's uh, uh no i'm all good i'm uh i think it's so awesome to see someone like that that could have really struggled with the pressure of that win in 2020, but he's pretty... it's really clicked. His self-belief is is there. He's headstrong and he's got the self-belief and the patience that he might still have some weaknesses here and there in his racing and that even though he feels he's a top five guy or he can win because he clearly deep down believes that, he can still get through a Maribor with a subpar race and, and not let it wreck him. And, and he's got the mental fortitude to realize hey, I've had a huge crash, crash at Leger. It's going to take me some time to really get my confidence.
1: No, Reese is just coming up. It just seems like he's getting better and better. And like he, he, he is. Um, and some of the runs he's putting, you know, his, his runs are some of my favorites from the year. Um, especially when you've been at the track and you know the lines yes. that he's doing. You know, obviously his one, Leger, in the wet, doing some pretty unique lines. But he's just... Yeah, and I think that like alludes to you know the confidence that he's got because he's willing to go and ride completely different lines, which um, which you've got to be confident in your speed and abilities that you're making the right call when you see you know Troy, Greg, Lowick, Loris all come past doing another line, and your way out somewhere else, and that's what. Really, that's what Reese is doing, and it's yeah. And now everyone's like, Ooh, "Where's everyone's always trying to see like, where's Reese going?"
0: Enjoys being creative as well as, you know, he was known for the wet rider, known for when it gets steep and techy. Um, he can perform, and then at Maribor you he's not quite on the pace, but probably in his mind, he knows he's coming back from the Leger crash. And then you get to a track, pretty flat, uh, full of rocks, dry a different style of riding, and to win must give him confidence say, Shh, okay, I'm getting more all-rounded here. It's not just the guy that can ride crazy lines and stuff like that. So that was uh, awesome, but maybe the, uh, overshadowed by knowing that the title is still on the line, knowing that Sunday's race is almost the main race of the weekend or Saturday's race with fans, Red Bull TV, as well as the overall. So he didn't really get to celebrate it at all. But going into the offseason, you you know, you basically won on the last track of the year. It would have been interesting
1: awesome. to see what his time at the line would have been in race two had he not had that chain not come off. <laughs> like he 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 could have he could have easily gone one one. Like you you definitely can't count that out.
0: In the key key section, um yeah, I mean he's only point five down at split four. Four and that has already some of the issues with the chain has already is in that time there yeah it happens just before split four
1: and uh I was like because when the chain popped off because in race one when he came onto that sprint he's pushed such a big gear and then uh in race two I was like I saw his, that chain like popped and I was like oh no because he I was like he's pushing it's like he's if you push too big of a gear, sometimes you can just snap a chain if you've got the power. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh, no. But it turns out I think he damaged the chain guide sending into the final rock garden.
0: Yeah, no, it sounded like he damaged so the, the, the chain So the chain didn't actually
1: break. Ring. It just came off.
0: No, he was definitely on on pace again. And that's the good thing about two races at one venue. If you like the track, you've got two shots at it. Amri Peron barely raced this season. He's in sixth overall. And I just don't know how, I mean, he, with a, not a lot of bike time or fitness, the pace of that man is actually unbelievable, I must say. To me, that's a standout ride as well.
1: 100%. He's such a sick rider. I like, I just love watching him, him like, all his runs. He hangs it out. He's got such a sick style. And then on and off the bike, you know, yeah, his, his riding, his personality which he does as well it's pretty, it's it's meant
0: it's just good for the sport yeah i wonder whose motorbike he was on during burnouts after the after the race
1: <laughs> yeah i think there are a lot of people on that motorbike i actually look. i actually clicked on the insta handle and the guy whose motorbike it was is like one of the top bncc riders in the u.s so obviously someone's probably going to fix that bike
0: Oh, okay. Well, that makes a bit more sense. But then again, the fans, the American fans are rowdy. I mean, they might just, you know, just give a bike and let it get ripped just for the sheer fact of being involved in the sport. And, you know, you know, it is off the race, but that's a pretty cool cool uh race to end the season on the american fans come out they're boisterous they love a good uh light beer on the side of the track
1: all day. <laughs> yeah 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 which is which is why it was so cool to see Luca get fifth i was so so stoked for him um
0: to get back on with the fracture in his wrist though, yeah i mean <laughs> my word
1: yeah no it was like luke is such a guy he's the man um i think there wouldn't have been anyone in the pits who wasn't stoked to see him get back on the box because it's been like a quite a long road back to the it's top. It's been really long. Yeah,
0: I've looked. I looked it up. His last podium was Val in 2018 with a fourth. Um, and he's had speed that year and a little bit speed after that. And that must be tough for him because he almost was like the the boy wonder there, qualifying fastest a lot and up in the mix all the time. And then the 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 form started. Dipping as well as injuries. Uh, right? just i just pause
1: think. needles I'll just
0: Oh sorry Would you like some cereal? Ah uh, yes I... please
1: Just some um, Wheat Bix please
0: Wheat yeah. bits, Do you want any
1: sugar on there? Yes yeah. Do you want to set you up? Um all good Are Go, you alright? Um yeah I was just ordering my uh, Wheat Bix for breakfast See needles
0: Nice No no Don't <laughs> Don't worry about us um, you, you need to get pampered there Yeah yeah
1: Pampered Two, two Wheat Bix And some milk <laughs> <laughs>
0: better than quarantine
1: yeah um where were we at where were we at
0: luca back on the podium after pretty pretty wild and long hiatus off the podium so yeah awesome for him especially in oh man to do that on home soil must feel good and you could see he was really pumped with it as well as nursing a fracture in his wrist so i mean that's not easy to do on a track like that
1: yeah, I was just—I was just stoked. Yeah, he's just such a nice guy. Everyone, everyone's in his corner. Did
0: you say you wanted sugar? Ah, uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> only one sugar, eh? Yeah, just one you, sugar.
1: You, 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 no, not more than two. No, nah, only one sugar in my cup of tea. <laughs> um, what other notables? Rally him What off. about
0: uh, now? People call him Angel, but surely it's without sounding like a poncy person trying to speak spanish but is it not angel
1: <laughs> angel <laughs> wouldn't it be angel
0: angel Alonso suarez yeah yeah and with all yeah. respect to him because that ride he could have won the race
1: yeah for sure and he
0: it and looked like he was going to win the race at the stage.
1: he's been on the cusp cuz that's his first ever podium
0: and he has honestly last year just in the top 10 the whole time yeah Said it was like the first year he's felt actually healthy. He's had some niggling, horrible injuries that he's just been dealing with.
1: Yeah, no, it was sick. Um, he deserves that because he's been so fast, you know, so so fast, and he's been sixth, seventh, you know, seventh, 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 and uh yeah. So to see him get third, we're awesome. Like he's he so des- that's such a deserving ride.
0: Yeah, and he made time down the bottom there in between like spit 3 and 4. Yeah, when they have that little extender
1: thing. No one So yeah, strong. No one seems to be able to catch catch him when they went in that bottom section. He was just extending on everyone.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Oh my goodness, is this, you know, eventually when he starts knocking off more and more of the the named riders. Like, he could very well win this race because What happens when the title hunt comes down? And we saw that it can add to the pressure. But uh, Troy, yeah, just snuck ahead of him barely. And then obviously Loic. But um, Dante Silva, I think, deserves a shout out. He has had results as a junior. But this run, P13, first-year elite, won junior World Cup last year, fine. But um, that's a great run in, in to go into going to the heat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so was, That'll be awesome stoked. for his confidence. Yeah,
1: he's a cool kid too. Um, shout out to Dante. That was this unreal run. Um, yeah, and to do it on on home soil, it's pretty must be pretty cool. And first, yeah, first he's
0: flying fi- the American flag. Yeah, now.
1: first year junior, it's big. You know, you're in the big leagues, and um, yeah, that's a, that's a home run, I reckon.
0: No, absolutely. And what about your countryman, Pene? He's been sneaking some results in as oh, and well. Oh, he's
1: such a G. I love him, mate. He's the man. Um,
0: what? Talk to me. What? What, I, what don't I know about? Oh, him? he's
1: just such. You know, he's just. He's one. He's like a. Bro, he's one of the bros. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. He came from pretty humble beginnings, and uh, he's just is such a such like down to earth Kiwi dude. Um, Nothing that's nothing awesome. seems to rattle him. He's you you know if you met him on the street you'd probably think he's stoned. He's just so chilled out. Um
0: Well, I he mustn't lose any of that attitude toward racing. That that can do nah,
1: some he comes from comes comes from BMX at a young age and his dad used to drive the shuttles in Rotorua and that's how he got into uh um mountain biking. And uh, you know, he's just yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, I'm, I can imagine there's a lot of people having a good look because I reckon he's got all the tools needed to, uh, you know, to to take it right to the top. And you only had to look at like he was. It was only Finn and Lowick who managed to pip him in the key section um, in race yeah, two.
0: Yeah, um, but the ru- the rumour mills out there already. I saw your Instagram. I saw some. Online posts. Maybe he's having chats. Hope you can mentor him through the contract negotiations, if that is true. But speaking of humble, Mark Wallace back on the podium in race one. Yeah, how cool, Mark the Shark. Don't forget about race one, Mark the Shark
1: making it happen.
0: And Finn, and Finn needs a big shout out. So big shout out to Mark. Uh, He's always putting the work in. he's just quietly goes about his business, but he's been a little bit. Uh, under the radar in terms of, you know, he'll get a seventh, and eighth, which is these days is an incredible ride, but you don't get that talked about. So back on the podium for him, as well as Finn Isles showing some serious speed uh, back from his uh, fractured uh, issue with a finger and hand. So that was awesome. But at the same time, did you seriously not think he was gonna hit the tree at that speed and that line off the rock? My brother texts me, he's like, amazing riding, does he seriously, did he not think he was going to hit that tree? <laughs> like, he's like, okay, I'm not going to break yet, and I'm going to go pretty well. I mean, there's a tree, fin. Eventually, you've either got to jump left or break.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, but he's just, he's kind of coming into his own. Like, yeah, it was uh, sick to see him qualify first and then back it up. I'm sure, you know, everyone wants to win when you've quali fastest, but, um, yeah, and then... Race two, his on the on on just as good a pace, um, maybe a little too high, like you said.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit high. No, um, I think it's awesome. I think it's not simple for everyone to just jump out of the junior ranks as the leading junior and doing good times in elite. Like it's just a different ball game. We saw it with Valley. We've seen it with Finn. Sometimes it takes a little longer um but yeah great great to see him bounce back that'll help his confidence and maybe calm him down the speed is definitely there we know that so that was great to see there are many notables throughout the season we'll maybe try fire off some off the of the top ahead but i don't want to leave out emily sigenthaler retiring after 14 years as far as i could tell from her comments as well as yeah so
1: absolute legends like obviously i've been on emmy's team for the last four years and she's just so the cool, being the coolest teammate. You know, she puts up a lot of shit <laughs> dealing with us,
0: with all the yeah. guys.
1: And she's, but she, she's she, she
0: I she's just
1: one of the guys. Yeah, she is an active participant in whatever talk or chat is going down, and just handles it like a true champion. So uh, I've loved having Emily on the team. It's been so sick. Now I'm gutted that she's retiring but obviously there's a next step and same for mick even when i first kind of like was jumping on the scene he was so helpful he's always been you know you can always ask him and he'll be completely an open book about lines and stuff there's never any oh you're a competitor kind of vibe going on um and he's just always so stoked to be riding his bike It's kind of everything you would aspire to be you know, approachable. Just, he's been a real person.
0: Yeah, and and Emily's had a great career in her own right. Many podiums, Swiss national champs. I mean, incredible CV, to be very honest. And eventually, you know, the road does come to an end. And it's always sad to see uh, a good person in the sport, someone that's touched other people, being, you know, a really good ambassador for the sport, both of those people. So, Emily, uh, yeah, we wish you all the luck. I'm sure we'll see you around at races. I haven't reached out to check what the future does look like, but I have a sneaky feeling we'll see her yeah, around we'll, at races. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think
1: we'll see both of them around. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not and goodbye, I mean, it's see you later.
0: Yeah, not goodbye, it's you. You're going to make us cry, uh, Eddie. But uh no, but Mick has been an absolute legend of the sport. I mean, that word does get thrown around, but not just because he's been there for 20 years, but the, the attitude and competitive nature he brought to the sport. And sometimes I think in the beginning, people misjudged that he just was competitive by nature. Same as, uh, you know, some riders are on the bike a bit different, but Mick was just always competitive. He always just wanted to race. He's just born to race a bike, and that's all he knew. Um, and I think he achieved so much in the sport. My
1: uh, phone is just banged onto 1%. Um, All yeah, right. yeah. what do I do so,
0: so <laughs> if we so this is the w- wonderful wild world of uh, recording yeah, yeah I didn't
1: realize that because it's uploading it must just chew through the battery because I was on 50% That
0: that's fine I can uh, we can sign just, you off and I'll <laughs> try and end this podcast on my own so that we at least get your file uploaded Jens, this is the wonderful world of remote podcasting yeah, yeah. but I had to get Eddie back on Eddie, thanks so much for your yeah, time. No, thanks for thank and your great thanks, words. Thanks for yeah. having
1: me. It's been it's actually I like I do like um, you know chewing the fat post race um, because you know it's cool to follow it and it's actually cool to like watch the race with intention to to you know to just to talk about it afterwards. So thanks for having me. No, it's been good and uh, yeah, it gives me something to do this morning in hospital.
0: Oh, awesome, Ed. Thanks so much for for being on the call and and we'll take it offline. All right, so that was an awesome chat with Eddie Masters. Thanks for him for coming on. He's left me in the lurch. I'm on my own, so you've got to listen to me blabber on because I don't want to forget someone and I was in the middle of speaking about Mick Hanna's career. I was lucky enough to be a teammate with him for two years on Polygon UR as well as come up to the ranks, and Eddie is so right. He was always open to give advice. He was always open to help fellow competitors, fellow competitors that might have gone on to actually beat him. Uh, he won a World Cup in his career, had so many podiums. I can't even tell you how many, many crankworks medals, as well as bursting on the scene as a junior out of Australia. I remember going to the world champs in Sierra Nevada, Spain. I was only 15 years old. At that time, you could go for three years as a junior um, and Mick Hanna, we heard this rumor, there was this Aussie kid coming out of Australia that didn't wear knee pads, elbow pads, just basically had shorts and a t-shirt and he had all these things uh, bolted onto his bike to protect his derailer, et cetera, because You know, there wasn't a lot of money to go around back then for his racing and to get people overseas, and I can really understand that. It wasn't cheap for us to come over from South Africa. So Mick Hanna, an absolute legend of the sport. Guys, it's been an incredible season. I hope you've enjoyed these podcasts as much as I have, the likes of Eddie Masters, my good friend Miles Kelsey, Tracy Hanna. Um, all the guys, Sven Martin, that helped come on and give you some insight. And if you could just do me one favor, definitely leave me a review. Hopefully it's a good one. I read all of those, subscribe, you know, do all that. But if you could take the time, send me a message. Do you like the format we're doing? Do you want more in-depth about the times and the splits? Or do you kind of just like the free-balling, trying to understand some backstories like – You know, things that you don't know about that Amri Perron was doing burnouts after the race on a motorbike. Do you guys like hearing that? What sort of stuff do you guys like hearing? But again, thanks so much for tuning in. Really enjoyed these things. Cheers, till the next one. Stay well. Again, I gotta thank Eddie. Thanks again for him for coming on and how cool he did it from his hospital bed. I've gotta give a huge shout out to Crank Brothers. This was the Crank Brothers race review, but they... Are passionate about downhill racing celebrating 11 years in a row winning that world title on the dh mallet pedal and they didn't stop there they went on and were determined to improve the shoe and pedal interface and i feel they did just that they spent the last two years developing their own range of shoes we saw them all over the world cup circuit i love those shoes guys If it wasn't for them, this would be even more difficult for me to do. So thanks to them for believing in me and my podcast. Awesome stuff, guys. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, or don't forget to go look in the archives, because moving forward, we're going to have more interviews with other riders, hopefully other sportsmen. That's what I do on a, well, bi-monthly. We'll be dropping about two a month, sometimes more. So guys, I really want to hear from you. Shoot me a message on how you like this series what you want to hear more of if you've got any guests that you desperately want me to get on that you want me to dig in to their background their mental state and what drives them to be the top of their sport so again i read all those reviews thanks so much for downloading this episode until the next one stay well